0: Good evening. Welcome.
1: Welcome on back. Here we go again, our Saturday night get-together, and man, oh man, am I excited. Just three days away till the serious counting of the election results begins. Of course, you know, that's only a beginning in some states. They're, the Democrats are warning us, could take some weeks to get all those uh, votes that we need in to try and steal a few elections. That's not exactly what they said. But we know that that is exactly what they meant. I'm Randy Corpin, You're a pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism. Always grateful to be here and so glad to have you along. have got callers on the line already. 303-696-1971 is the number. 303-696-1971. Do not forget the end of Daylight Savings Time tonight. We all get that hour back. That hour that we have been missing for, what, six months now? Man, it's so, and I love daylight savings time. I'm one of those weirdos that likes the sun uh, up as late as possible, more Harley riding, more light in the evening, and um, but I sure love it getting that hour back. It just changes everything as far as it's going to be so dark, so early tomorrow night. Almost a Harley day today, but the Busty winds and all the stuff I had to do, did some work this afternoon before I came in, just didn't work out. But um, nonetheless, I I could not be any more excited. We're going to talk today about a whole host of things. And number one, of course, um, how excited I am about the red wave that is now being predicted around the country. Democrats aren't even battling it anymore. Instead, what you're hearing is that uh, it's the end of democracy if we vote for Republicans. And what they mean, if they could just articulate themselves better, that what they would be saying is that November 8th is the end of Democrats for a while. As they get stripped from power, everybody except their doddering old fool of a putative president, Joe Biden. Joe, though, has really been doing his part, man. He is showing up in those you know, uncertain, those battleground states. Where he can really do some, make some, make a difference, do some good, like uh, oh, in his own backyard at Washington D.C., California, New York, rally, <laughs> rally with Joe. And he's got a. I have to admit, all due respect to the putative president of the United States, creepy, sleepy, demented Joe Biden. He is really making a closing argument.
2: Thing that gives me the most confidence. Is the fact that the policies we've initiated, people care about. Now they want more, they have a right to them, but.
1: The policies that we've initiated, the people care about, just listen closely.
2: The thing that gives me the most confidence is the fact that the policies we've initiated, people care about. Now they want more, they have a right to them, but.
1: They want more, and the ret, 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 ret. The ret, 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 ret. It sounded like an episode of Scooby Doo there at the end. And I'm noticing that more and more with uh, creepy, sleepy, demented Joe. It's, uh, It's very hard to listen to him. And I understand completely why they're keeping him on the shelf. I got a wonderful gift I want to talk to you about here in a little while. I am going to get to Dee on the line first because she's been waiting since before the start of the show. But I was given this most glorious gift over, well, actually what it was, two nights ago, I guess now. Radio's greatest of all time, Rush Limbaugh, with Katherine Adams Limbaugh and David Limbaugh. Can't wait to dig into it. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But let's get the phone calls for the night started with D in Denver. D, welcome to the show.
3: Hi. Thanks. Welcome. Um, thank you. I am working on my ballot, and I'm not having any problems problems or trouble, except with the judges. And I've only been able to find thus far one Republican judge, and they seem to be disguising whether or not they're Republican or other um, in any information on the internet. Do you know who the Republican judges are on the ballots?
1: Absolutely not. That is... uh... That is top-secret classified information. It's hidden and buried almost as well as Barack Obama's birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. and it, uh, here's, the, here's the thing about judges. You know, I'm a lawyer. be starting my 25th year here um, actually two days ago, I think, three days ago. Oh, and, congratulations. Yeah, and, so, and my approach to judges has been this. If, if I see a judge up for retention that I've had experience with, and I know that judge to be, you know, um, kind to people, um, run an efficient courtroom, not sit on rulings, respond to motions, treat people with respect. Um, not necessarily that I always win or always lose or anything like that. If I walk away thinking, "Eh, I got a good hearing and I understand that ruling, that is a judge that I have personally voted to retain. My philosophy on judges, if you have no information at all, is that they virtually always get retained anyway. So I vote no if I don't have any personal experience because there is no good information. The information that's provided is meaningless. And so I vote no just so that there are some no's there to try and keep them honest. very I never went back and checked this, but I'll bet there haven't been more than two or three judges not retained in the last five to ten years. And those were judges who, you know, grab somebody inappropriately, or you know, at some criminal charge, or something like that. That's really what yeah. it takes. to But for the most part, people don't know enough. The judges get retained. I'll say yes if I know them and I know that they're good judges, win or lose, regardless of politics. And um, and I just vote no on the rest. And I know there's another philosophy: the worry that, uh, you know, if you actually removed some judges and then Jer- Jared Polis retains his governorship that uh, he'll be appointing a bunch of judges to fill the new, uh, the new congressional district, the new judicial district, um, what is it, 28 or 29, Twenty. I forget the number now. But in, in any event, um, it just doesn't happen. They do not get replaced. So I think no votes are pretty safe, and that's what I do unless I know the person's uh, ability to perform in their courtroom personally.
3: I see. There's no way of finding out whether they're Republicans, basically, is what you're saying.
1: Well, I suppose that you could um, put their name into the, um, what is it called, Tracer, the Colorado uh, Secretary of State's website that tracks donations. Oh, uh, You can also, and then see what uh, if they've d- donated any money. Most j- judges are pretty cautious about that. I have found some interesting things about judges, however, who... Uh, weren't so careful until all of a sudden they realized they were going to be nominated for judges and you can't get rid of your prior donation history. And I think you could probably check their party affiliation the same way. So if you want to secretary
3: of state. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I'm just telling you, they don't, they don't get removed. They, they get retained virtually every single time. Uh, And I'd be interested. There used to be a, a guy, Matt Arnold, who put together a comprehensive list Um, Clear the Bench Colorado I forget what the website was called I don't think he's even in the state anymore So that's not happening But it's not something I've ever spent much time with Because it just doesn't happen We really need to revamp the whole system On how our judges get selected and retained But uh, topic for another day Because it's a pre-election weekend And I'm so glad you're getting your vote ready Are you going to make sure others that you know Friends, family, etc. do the same?
3: I've tried (laughs) It's
1: all we can do It's all we can do and uh thank you, Dee. I appreciate you waiting, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend.
3: you too thank you
1: I Better believe Bye. it this uh this purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk has just been so fascinating to watch it's um It's extraordinary how the left cannot stomach, cannot stand the idea of free speech, the only kind of speech that the Radical left wants to tolerate is the speech that supports their radical leftist ideas. And so now that some people are being restored and that's, uh, Elon said, that's going to be a slow process. They're going to go through some steps, put together a board or whatever, but man, he is just tweeting out about, he's pushing back on AOC and, and he pushed back on the white house when some nonsense came out such that the white house had to apparently take something down from their website once it got fact checked it was just fact checked it was just so unbelievably ridiculous and so um what's about to happen is is just remarkable and it's going to make a huge difference probably not so much coming up this tuesday because you know the sauce is pretty well cooked the trends are pretty well set real clear politics last time i checked was projecting 54 Republican Senate seats at the end of this election. And when I've I've been on national calls this week with Ronna McDaniel, the RNC, others, uh, election integrity folks, and everybody is seeing, and money has been trickling down, way down, into uh, seats and races that just simply weren't even in consideration two or three months ago. So that tells me that, um, that we have an awful lot of grand possibilities as we move ahead. And that, to me, is very, very exciting. So there was some news out. Elon Musk, I think, yesterday? I think starting about midnight yesterday, over 3,000 Twitter employees got noticed that they no longer had a job. Uh, in fact, here's a little detail about that
4: some employees already getting word that they've been laid off amid more turmoil at Twitter. In his first company-wide email, Elon Musk writing on Thursday, team, in an effort to place Twitter on a healthy path, we will go through the difficult process of reducing our global workforce on Friday. We recognize that this will impact a number of individuals who have made valuable contributions to Twitter, but this action is unfortunately necessary to ensure the company's success moving forward. The email saying employees will be notified of their job status by 9 a.m. Pacific time today, although some we learned were notified at midnight and immediately locked out of their work accounts. In the meantime, all offices will be closed and badge access suspended. The move comes just a week after Musk took control of the company and immediately fired top executives, including the CEO and CFO. In the wake of Musk's new leadership, the Wall Street Journal reporting a growing list of advertisers are now pulling ads from the platform and overnight workers filing a class action lawsuit over the mass of layoffs, saying that the company is doing so without enough notice in violation of federal and California law.
1: Yes, without notice. I'm feeling my heart just breaks for these 3000 people because they only received three months of severance pay. Three months of severance pay from some of these people who were posting up, you know, a day in the life of Twitter when they come in and have their have their uh, hot mocha and a little yogurt, and then set aside some time to go to the gym and then they had to get up to the uh the actual yoga mat facility where they could do the physical yoga um, and then go out they had time out on the deck and it was just a very you know very stressful environment. Musk has said that the company is so what did I read was it ten to one ten to one air quote management people to every one. Ten of those to every one of uh, coders on his staff. And since he stepped in, he is, gonna, he is turning Twitter around. You can already, uh, if you sign up for Twitter Blue, which I did right away, any financial way to support Elon Musk, I'm all for it. I am all for it. I'm going to look into advertising, law firm, and car repair, two businesses I'm involved with, on Twitter when the blue check go- comes around or when I, when this election is over, I'm going to get blue checked. And if I have to pay $8 a month, oh my God, I think, uh, I think maybe it's going to be worth it. Cause it's not, you're not buying just the blue check. You're going to be bu- buying, buying the ability to put on uh, long videos, much longer snippets and videos to monetize your content and just a whole host of things. You can already edit your tweets now up to, um, I think it's 30 minutes after you post them which is really good when you have an oh-crap moment about something that just wasn't quite ready for prime time and you hit the wrong button. So there's just a tremendous amount of excitement around what's happening at Twitter. On the right and from normal people, it is only the radical, nonsensical left that is freaking out. And when we come back, I want to talk about all of the sponsors who have left Twitter. And yes, we're going to talk plenty about the election. I am so excited even here in Colorado. I'm going to take all of your calls at 303-696-1971. Let's squeeze one more in just since he's been waiting a good long time. Mark up there in North Glen. Welcome to the show.
5: Hello, Randy. Howdy. This is Mark, and I'm North Glen. uh, I have an issue where I went down to the state capitol yesterday and I wanted to resolve an issue I had with the
6: state office. Hey, hey Mark, office. Mark,
1: can you are you yes. talking into a headset or something? And can you move it away from your mouth just a little bit because it's distorting?
5: Is that better?
1: That is. That's much better. Yeah.
5: Go okay, ahead. I'm sorry. That's so I all went right. To the state capital. To, yes. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah. No. I said that's all right. It sounds great. Go ahead.
5: Okay, so I went to the state capitol to resolve an issue I have with the state treasurer's office. They're located on level one, rooms 140 and room 141. Both rooms were locked and they were closed. And, and one door they said, We're all working from home today, and, you know, uh, dial this number or write this email. So I called the number. The number led nowhere. It just says, you know, go file for a, like a claim your money thing, and then it hangs up. No live person answers. And then the was like young at like us or .gov or something like that. And so I wrote an email, and I sat there for like 30 minutes to say – I, I made an effort to come down and see you folks can you just have somebody come out here and talk to me and you know they sent me they sent me a claim form to get my money back and but i've already done all that and i felt i've given them all of the information that they needed and i just want to meet with somebody in person but is it is it legal for a public office not to be open during business hours And in all fairness, I showed up at 2 p.m. or 1,400, which is generally past lunch hour time.
1: Sure. Well, Mark, I'm unaware. I've never been confronted with this issue. I'm unaware of any law that says they have to maintain, you know, an office personnel or anything like that. But it is so nonsensical in my mind. You know, over in Arapahoe County, when I had to do some motor vehicle stuff, I had to make two appointments online, even though I showed up, there were people available, not a ton of people waiting. They would not take me as a walk in. They limited the number of transactions you could do at for each appointment. So I had to schedule about nine days later, two back to back appointments. And then once I was sitting in front of somebody, they just went ahead and did them all. But it's it's just ridiculous. Some of the changes that have been made, they're not citizen oriented. They're not customer service friendly. Uh, they're ridiculous. As far as any legality, I don't know. But if you want to reach out to me after the election, I'd be happy to see if there's any way to at least shame these idiots into doing their job again. And Mark, I really do appreciate well, the call. I've I got to jump because we're up again. Thing, OK, go ahead real quick.
5: OK, I sent him what I thought of his office in an email. I put it in the form of a formula and I put a is divided by zero, assuming a does not equal zero. Division by zero is undefined. Yeah. So that's what I—that was my formula or my postulate or theorem. Okay. Well, well have Mark. A great day. And
1: God willing, we'll have a new treasurer after November the eighth. God bless. All right, we've got other callers on the line. Uh, Mark's line is open 303-696-1978. Want to get a little more into this Twitter thing? Uh, coming up at six o'clock. Really looking forward to our conversation with. With my good friend and Colorado State GOP attorney, he's also uh, does national work sometimes for the RNC. He's been involved in election integrity, and he's going to talk to us for just a few minutes about what any of you folks who are going to be watching drop boxes, watching voting uh, voters, uh, judge uh, poll <laughs> poll watchers, poll judges. Any of you folks, um, there is a hotline that's in place, going to be available monitored virtually round the clock. And uh, right here in Colorado, because in spite of everything that the corrupt, coordinated mainstream media and some of their lapdog Republicans and anti or never Trumpers continue to tell you, Colorado is not the gold system of anything. But uh, the GOP is setting up a hotline. There's going to be lawyers standing by. And we'll talk about that with um, with my good friend Chris Murray when he joins us right around the 6 o'clock hour. In the meantime, line open 303-696-1971. We will continue the show right here on 710 KNUS. Something about 60s music just makes me feel good. That might be early 70s who? I don't know. But uh, welcome back. It's 530 already. Good looking night. This time tomorrow night, it will already be pretty darn dark because... Don't forget to dial back that clock tonight. You get that extra hour of sleep. Very, very cool. Couldn't come at a better time for me because I've got uh, youngest son, youngest grandson, the son of my youngest son, my only son. Uh, His birthday is tomorrow, or at least his birthday celebration. He just turned two. And tonight, in anticipation, uh, the other two grandkids, oldest, three-year-old dirt bike racing champion, and uh, his little brother are coming over along with their parents to spend the night, so I just, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here, can't wait to get the heck out and uh, spend some time with those little treasures, going to be a great weekend. So good to have you here, 303-696-1971 is our number, 303-696-1971, and I did mention the uh, the Twitter layoffs and uh, how they were whining about, uh, you know, not getting enough notice, and I mentioned the ones who've been fired so far, three months, three months of severance pay. And Chris wants to talk about that, so let's get Chris here on the line one. Chris, welcome.
2: Hey, good afternoon, Randy. Great show so far. Um, basically, I believe that this is part of the WARN Act that came out in the um, at the, the Millennia, uh, basically where Congress said that if you're going to remove 30 or more or at least 500 people, 33% of your workforce, you have to employ this act where the company will come and tell you how wonderful they are by giving you three months paid uh, severance, or, you know, uh, and um, insurance up to that point. And then after that 90 days or three months, you're on your own. So um, I believe it's found USC... Chapter 23, Workers Adjustment and Retraining Notification. That's what WARN stands for.
1: Yeah, no, that's a, a great point. I think, though, that uh, that WARN, and, and people say WARN, but it's WARN, W-A-R-N, um, requires employers to give 60 days notice, right? Not, not three months of severance. 60 days notice, uh, and these this refers to layoffs. If at least 500 employees who work on a site... Uh, for 30 days, will be laid off. Um, if a closing a facility will lead to the loss of employment for at least 50 employees, I don't. I'm not familiar with the WARN Act. I just did a little hunting when I knew yeah. that your call was coming up, and I wonder, does it even apply to Twitter? Because he's not shutting down facilities or offices or anything. He's getting rid of of excess overhead right now. And right,
2: uh, but it. It's in excess of thirty-three percent of his employment thing, and that triggers that part of that uh, document. I was a but it but it refers this.
1: to layoffs, not terminations.
2: Well, termination, layoff, it's the same thing, unless it's different here in Colorado. But in California, basically, they terminated us. They didn't give us a chance to to look elsewhere in the company. They just uh,
6: let
1: us go. Fascinating. So you don't uh, you don't think this is necessarily uh, Elon Musk just, you know, being kind to these imbeciles, uh, these censors and other Uh, ridiculous. And listen, you hate for families and people to lose their jobs. But these are the folks that have been censoring stories and and knocking conservatives off the platform and refuse to share the Hunter Biden laptop story uh, right before an election, et cetera.
2: Their income has been shadowed by uh, by Elon Musk. OK, so they're getting a taste of their own medicine. That brings up the follow up question I have. Do you think this is the next batch of Twitter trolls that we're going to hear from?
1: Well, what do you mean? Who who is the next I batch mean, of Twitter? You know,
2: just just stalking anybody and everybody on Twitter saying that if you're still on the platform with with musk as the new proprietor of it uh basically you know just just making lives miserable putting untruths up there because elon said he was going to be fair and you know let you speak your mind and who knows what these people i mean they're so vitriolic or i mean um they're very bitter about what's happened to them because they believing they're the elites and they know best by By uh, changing people's amounts of followers that weren't true um, and, uh, you know, just forcing people into a corner off the platform for the president off the platform. If you disagreed with any of their crazy uh, people, basically, I think they're going to become the new trolls for Twitter.
1: Well, it could You're well be. Everybody. It could well be, except that I think with Elon Musk in charge, uh, it's going to be very easy for them to track down people who are simply on there to, uh, you know, try to um, do nothing other than in, than than insult or. But I don't know. See, this is the whole point of free speech. I guess if they want to spend their time uh, trolling my business because I support Elon Musk and Twitter, I, I say bring it on. What I don't want is the yeah. the fact that they get to have their say, and then people on the other side of the spectrum don't get to have theirs. I mean, we've got all these well, folks, know you know, that's... threatening to leave the platform. I say, see you later.
2: Exactly. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord
1: split <laughs> you. <laughs> that's right.
2: So so basically, you know, with this uh, this election coming up, all I gotta say is that I am waxing my surfboard to ride the wave that is going to hit Washington. Oh man, and it's,
1: it's going to be fun. And I just uh, I've I've been trolling, so to speak, Elon Musk's Twitter feed, and uh, here's a couple of things he said in regard to uh, your original call regarding Twitter's reduction in force. Unfortunately, there is no choice when the company is losing over four million dollars a day. Everyone exited was offered three months of severance which is 50% more than legally required. So that probably answers our question right there.
3: Okay.
2: Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying living through that in the, uh, the millennial period and, uh, you know, the, the woes of uh, what, what occurred to me, um, I know it's going to be tough, and you know what? This is going to be a major reality check, and possibly, um, you know, some of these people might get some sense And uh, basically stop riding short buses and, and, you know, say, hey, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this isn't the way. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I I don't expect that. This has been political strategery tactics, Alinskyite behavior, taking advantage of having a monopoly on a certain method, a very important method of communication. And the fact that that is gone now. Uh, th- that's not going to teach anybody a lesson. They're going to just try to find other ways. I mean, look at what's happened with the the president of the United States weighs in on this sort of thing. The Paul Pelosi hammer attack is utilized to demonize people like you and me. And they exactly you, do you believe for exactly. a se- do you believe for a second that the that the attacker walked through the house and used the same exact language that they claim january sixers or the january sixers idiot january sixers used if they were looking for nancy pelosi i don't buy it for a second
2: i don't either and i believe that you know this is a last ditch effort to try and curb what's going to happen next tuesday and you know what it's not going to work people people have the facts and the reality in their wallet right now no money expensive costs. And, and look at look at what um, uh, President Memory King uh, is doing with the diesel stuff. He's trying to spook us with that. If, if that's what he's saying in public, what are China and Russia thinking about this this place? Because now the military can't move. They use a lot of diesel a lot.
1: Really, really terrific call, Chris. And I appreciate you listening to the show on a Saturday night. Thank you. All right. God bless. No other way to do it. Absolutely. Thank you. We do have to take another break because it's already coming up on 540, your Saturday night with Randy Corporan on 710 KNUS. 303-696-1971 is the number. 303-696-1971. I should have asked before I let Chris go about uh, this effort by certain sponsors to try and influence the behavior of the new free speech supporting owner of Twitter. Uh, By pulling their advertisement, I'm going to have a few words to say on that when we get back. And we'll play a little bit of Joe Biden talking about how he is going to crush different parts of the economy. Again, part of his closing argument leading up into this critical midterm election with all of the momentum on the side of the Republicans. It's absolutely hilarious. Now, I know he doesn't make decisions. He just comes out and tries to read teleprompters. But... um, How anyone thinks that this is a strategy that can work or can help is just absolutely, it's just unfathomable to me. Anyway, we will be back. 5.40, Randy Corcoran, 7.10, KNUS. Uh, A little leftover Halloween music here on your Saturday night. Wake up with Randy Corcoran. Good to have you here. Ah, man, almost 5.45, 15 minutes to go until the top of the hour when we will be joined by my good friend Chris Murray. He's a lawyer extraordinaire. He also serves as counsel for the state GOP, gets called to other states periodically, especially when it involves election litigation. RNC has utilized his tremendous services. And uh, one of the great things about being the Republican National Committee man is that, um, you know, I have him on speed dial. We were friends before that. So uh, that's good as well. But he will join us at six o'clock just to talk briefly about the tools that will be available for you if you're an election judge a uh, poll watcher, a Dropbox watcher. There's going to be a hotline set up, lawyers standing by prepared to run into court or, you know, give people the instruction, the guidance that they need. And then uh, I was talking with the Colorado State Chairwoman, Christy Burton-Brown, this morning about, you know, the the sauce is cooked. There's no more arguing over the issues. We know what the Democrats stand for. We know what two years of life under Democrat control Nationally and within our state has been like. It's all about getting out the vote. And so the best way if you there are systems set up not only by the RNC, the national party, but by the state party, where if you want to still make help make phone calls for a favored client or find out what um, you know, what districts, what races are still are definitely in play. All you got to do is send Christy Burton Brown an email. You can go to the GOP website. C-O-L-O-G-O-P dot org. Find the chairman's email. In fact, I'll pull it up and and I'll write it down and be ready to give it to you if you want to have a pen and paper handy. And just let them know if you want to walk, if you want to make calls, if you want to make calls from the call center. There are going to be a final blast of calling going on from the state GOP headquarters on Monday night. Five to eight, I believe, is the time for that. But you can find out about all of it because it's not time to let up. Uh, Other states may be sort of cruising into some pretty significant and, in some cases, surprising victories. uh, But Colorado's got a shot at some of those as well. It all depends on what we do and how we do getting out the vote. Before we go back to our phone lines, uh, Donald Trump has taken the stage in a rally in Pennsylvania. Why don't we uh, dip into him for just a minute, Lewis, and see what's going on in PA. (laughs) I've heard this story before. If you're a regular Trump listener, you probably have as well. Many of you know, if you're regular listeners, I just got back, uh, gosh, what, about 10 days ago now from, uh, from Mar-a-Lago and my first meeting with President Trump. And, man, oh, man, that was exciting. The rumor is out. What he said at, the, at our dinner was that um, when someone asked him when he was going to make an announcement, he said very, very soon. The rumor that's out now, and I haven't heard this from anybody inside, no official pronouncements certainly did not come out of Donald Trump's mouth when I was with him is that the announcement is going to be made on November 14th, and the announcement is that he will be running again. And man, oh man, I cannot wait to watch, especially here in Colorado, the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine, the soft middle-of-the-road, uh, never-Trumpers, never-want-to-be-Trumpers again, can't-do-it-Trumpers, and all of it. Rather than embracing the greatness, the greatness of... Uh, the successes of this man and the need. Well, anyway, we're going to we're going to have a lot of time to get into all of that once this November 8th election is over. But I promise we get back to callers. Let's do that right now with Lou in Denver. Lou, good mo- uh, good evening. There? Yeah, there? go ahead. Sorry, I was uh, I was just sitting there looking stupid. Go ahead. You're up.
6: OK, thanks, Louis. I was wondering if you had had any uh, criteria of the 8000 new IRS agents. Uh, how they would pick their victims and also you can you can google this if they would be after the uh several billion dollars in back taxes owed by federal employees
1: <laughs> that's awesome i well of course you, you can meant google it. It's, what, what are they are you...
6: You know, senators and representatives sure Everything up and down the line. It's yeah. Several billion dollars in back tax.
1: And you said 8,000. I know you meant 87,000 new IRS agents. But yeah, right. I'm sorry. That's okay. But one of the things on the agenda of the U.S. House of Representatives, and we heard this um, – I've heard this from Lauren Boebert. I heard it from Matt Gates when he was down in Pueblo for the Lincoln Day dinner. Um, one of the top agenda items is going to be to defund any of that extra money to uh, to the IRS – and you know that one thing i will say is the 87,000 is an is a is scheduled to accrue over many future years it's not going to be just all at once one big hire even though you can look around on the internet and see all the trainings that they're going through they have to be willing to shoot to kill and carry guns and some of them look like oh, yeah. a bunch of bumbling fools but um <laughs> but i'm not too My worried about <laughs> yeah that's going to get stopped it's going to get stopped, and uh, but you're right. If if there are going to be more audits, they better be they better be equal opportunity audits. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah.
6: Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but it's it's public knowledge on the internet, and they owe a bunch of money. But nobody's going to say, you know, nobody in the House or the Senate is going to say. Hey, why don't you come after us, man? What's
1: the matter with you? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, man. Well, thank you, Lou. I appreciate you listening tonight. All right, thank you. All right, God bless. Lou's line is open, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. I know, especially while the show is at two hours, I think we pick up the third hour maybe in December, we'll, we shall see, but um, the time goes so fast, so I'm going to take just a moment to say thank you. To someone uh, who I've just become such a fan of, uh, she's a tremendous activist, former president of the Mountain Republican Club up there in Evergreen that's run by by my, my good friend Rich Wyatt now, and just every single day um, finding something to do, and I was with her, spent some time with her a couple nights ago, and we were talking about some other business, but... Uh, Uh, Learned some of her history, and she got involved knocking on doors, her first really political activism, uh, when she was very pregnant. And there was some horrible um, eminent domain, you know, government taking of property issue going on. And she was out pounding on doors and actually, I guess, got something stopped. So that was pretty cool. But uh, we wound up having dinner, and uh, Rich Wyatt joined us. It was just a tremendous evening. And I walked away with the most incredible gift, this, uh, this wonderful book. And, I, you know, I've got so many books piled up that I haven't read. I've just sort of stopped buying them because um, there's just not enough time in my life right now to, to get through them all. But every time I've seen this one talked about or advertised, it, it got my heart pumping. And I thought, especially since I do love doing radio, it would be really great to read radio's greatest of all time. Rush Limbaugh's book with, uh, with his wife, Catherine and his brother, David. A, the flyer refers to him as America's Anchor Man. And of course it was Rush Limbaugh that changed the course of talk radio. It went away from, you know, you know, there are a lot of fun and interesting ways to do talk radio and, uh, you know, history and books and movies and man, oh man, what a great job Mike Boyle does with the restaurant show and, um, uh, But as far as making it a tool, a tool to push back against radicalism, to push back against the encroachment of our rights and the incrementalism, uh, make people aware of especially how weak and average Republicans through negotiation, through the, the lie that we just need to learn how to work together and get along and reach across the aisle, all those things that maybe had a place in the past that have no place in our current state of politics thanks to the radical left and Rush Limbaugh did the job on making people aware. Plus it just made politics fun and informative. And he also set the standard on not backing down. Uh, you know, being right means never having to say you're sorry. And, uh, I just made that up, but, uh, uh, he rarely would he apologize, and, and of course there's a place for those sometimes. It's real easy behind a microphone to get worked up, amped up, say something that you really didn't mean or didn't really think through. Uh, but he never backed down from the left. In fact, whenever they poured it on, he would just find some way to mock everything that w- they were doing. Literally the most successful talk radio in history. And it's spawned so much great talk radio since. Uh, you know, Sean Hannity, uh, I haven't listened to in a long time, but uh, he's big. Mark Levin plays right here on 710 KNUS. Still, and I think he's the third, second or third ranked talk radio show right now. And it's always politics, constitution, freedom, organizing, activism. And it's great. It is entertaining, but you can also make a difference. And you can find other like-minded individuals. And so it's so very cool. And I just wanted to share with you real quickly some of the topics in this book. Introduction is by his wife, and I haven't read any of it yet. And then it's uh, the subheading is The Extraordinary Career of a National Treasure. And chapter one, the number one voice for conservatism. By who? Tribute by Governor Ron DeSantis. Our Founding Principles. Tribute by President Ronald Reagan. God Bless America. Tribute by his brother, David Limbaugh. Chapter four, and there's only eight. Chapter four, The American Dream, Tribute by Dr. Ben Carson. I, I just, you know, with the exception of, of President Reagan, I've met every one of these people. I've had conversations with every one of these people. And what, what a blessing that's been to my life to be exposed to the thought processes and the the success, the mannerisms and communication the different approaches you know Ben Carson is always so mild-mannered and and so um, he's he's controversial without being uh, I don't know attacking I, I get you know I'm a lawyer I'm a Leo I get uh, I can get pretty aggressive sometimes and sometimes it's just in fun Ben Carson not like that at all grew up poor does surgery on little babies brains anyway Chapter 5, The American People, tribute by Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, Never met him. Peace through strength, tribute by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And didn't he win re-election? Isn't that already in the bank? I think uh, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's the case. I've been so focused on Colorado and national elections that I've had kind of a news blackout in other areas. But I think he's back in charge of Israel. Thank God. Imagine a return to the Abraham Accords and all of the great work Donald Trump was doing with Netanyahu and others um, when Donald Trump reclaims the White House here in a couple of years. Chapter 7, Unwavering Patriot, tribute by Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Can you imagine how excited I am to read this book? And the final chapter, Honor of a Lifetime, Medal of Freedom presentation by President Donald J. Trump who I finally had an opportunity to meet and speak with just ten or eleven days ago. So thank you, Sally Altman's, for this tremendous gift. Uh, she goes by D. People who don't know her full name, D. From up there in Evergreen. You have blessed my life, and uh, it's also an honor to know you. So thank you very much for that. A couple of minutes away from the top of the hour, Chris Murray, attorney, elections, political. Information Extraordinaire joins us next, and we'll spend just a few minutes letting you know how you can make sure if you see shenanigans, you know where to go. Stay with us. Final hour of the show just around the corner right here on 710 KNUS.